Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Uh, welcome along to another week, three minutes past uh, five. It's the uh, perfect way to drive home or do whatever you're doing on a Monday evening, listening to uh, Sangi and Lowy debating the weekend's footballing action and having their own unique say on it. Uh, it was fascinating. The uh, the first phone call into the office this morning, which Nick picked up, was an irate Evertonian who was going off his head about the fact that I was the Liverpool commentator. Yeah. Lowy played for Tramir, but he didn't care, really. It was all about Liverpool in his head. And that's... Uh, and, yeah. And, and that you were just obsessed with the Reds as well. So, look, Dave Downey, stop ringing us, will you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Downey. Oh, Do you know Downey. what? D- Dave Downey loves... Right, I'll guarantee you, right, Dave Downey's radio's on now. He's tuned in. He's listening. And I'll guarantee you there's a pen and a notepad right by his side to make some points. So, when he comes in here with that miserable kipper of his, <laughs> he's got about ten points. Like a manager, he's noting down now. What yeah. can I say to them too when they get in there because every week he comes in comes on after us there's a moan up he had a little bite up with me on Saturday, oh, yesterday after the game slower, you know what I he's was like. talking about Stephen Naismith the, you know mm-hmm. people well, let, well let's continue that debate yeah, because definitely. I've always been a believer in Stephen Naismith and uh, I, I said thought that was a he... terrific goal by him oh, oh, very good goal excellent. very good goal and just as awareness to think do you know what he's going to pass this back here I'm just going to wait for it but I've always when he come that club I thought, you know what, what a signing. And he scored a load of goals for Rangers, didn't he, in the SPL. But whether that league, people say, oh, the league's only, you know, a championship or a league one, whatever it may be, you've still got to score the goals. And the chances mm-hmm. he creates and the chances he scores and the goals he scored, for me, I've always liked him as work rate second to none. So I put a little tweet out there yesterday to say, you know, we're all the Everton fans still not liking this. I saw that. I was at, I yeah. was at the Emirates and I thought, go on, Lowy. Yeah, because he, it was a little baiting well, tweet, well, wasn't even, it? Even a couple of people like Evertonians, I know, ah, he's this, he's that. And then all of a sudden now, it's, oh, he's the new Dirk Kite. And um, all of a sudden, he's. <laughs> it, it takes some time to gel. It took Look how long it took Lucas to gel and all that. And I'm like, well, you know, he's just come on there yesterday and more or less single-handedly won them the game. Scored a great goal, although it was a back pass, but he still had to get on the end of it and had to put it away. Won the penalty, and he probably went home and didn't know what day it was because he got concussed, didn't he? But for me, I just think sometimes, I'm not just saying Everton fans, but loads of fans are too quick to to get on people's backs too early. Look, he's not in the Premiership for, by luck. He's there because he's quality, regardless whether that's his work rate, his effort in training, his... his Ability in training, uh, his ability when he comes off the off the benching to get a goal or you know whatever it may be, he's got qualities about him and that's why he's in the Premier League. But do you reckon that Suarez one Oxlade Chamberlain was a pen? Oh, oh, oh hang, hang on, <laughs> hang, 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 hang on. Go so on lads, there's loads of Evertonians there going to slag me. <laughs> let's, let's just I'm con- only messing. Let's continue on Nate Smith for for a minute. Um, he's in this box where people perceive he's a he's a super sub almost. Well, is he? Well, if he is, he is. He's doing a good job, isn't he? Because over the last few weeks and months... Well, surely he has a, a claim to say I should be starting games. Of course he does, but it's like anything, isn't it? I don't know, anyone off the top of my head, it, someone come to mind who, who always comes off the bench and scores goals. Solskjaer for argument's sake at United, mm. and, yeah. and when he played, didn't really do it. It's like Chikorito there now, he comes off the bench, yeah. he's always guaranteed to get you a goal. When he's starting, he's not really the same type of player. But mm. I wouldn't put Stephen Naismith in that category, yeah. I just think... Some people expect, and I'm not saying all the Evertonians, uh, people who know the football know that mm-hmm. he's got quality and he's, he's a good player. People who don't know the football are quick to jump on people's backs like they've probably done over the years with, like, see, your Baines, your Jagielkas, your, How- your Tim Howards, your Kales at one point. So mm. it's not just, you know, it's not every single one of them. It's just people who probably just sit in the armchairs and think, oh, he's no good, he's never fit to wear the shirt. But for me, 
he's, he's, he's a good talent and what he lacks in ability he makes up for in effort well do you know what here's the thing what, what Lowe's just said there <clears throat> if you'd have said to me prior to Saturday because I went to Finch Farm Saturday to watch a youth game and the first team came out to train it was horrendous weather they came out to train for about an hour did a real short sharp session and it's and it was funny. You're looking at the likes of the Bainesies and 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 you know the Jaggy Elkers and and the Barrys of this world and and but I you know that's what you'd do if you were there. I never. I was looking at the likes of a Naismith, somebody like him, and I'm and I'm and I'm standing there because in my mind he's a decent Premier League player. After Saturday, watching him train Saturday, and granted it was only for half an hour. You see him on the ball. His touch, his shooting, his movement, everything about him. I, I couldn't believe how good the kid was. I couldn't believe it. Because my boys went with me and I said to them, how good's Naismith? They were like, every shot yeah. was pure. His touch was phenomenal. The condition, he was zipping balls in. It was like, boom. His touch was just unbelievably good. And then you see him, and, and, and you see him coming on off, you know, off the bench having an impact. Well, people forget, look at Morales. Morales was an impact player at a time last season and then earn the trust of the manager and then he's now now he's developed and he's now into a, what I would consider one of Everton's most you know, sort of most he's uh, one of the best players yeah one of their better players and, and a, you know and a top runner an exciting player one that you pay money to watch I'm not saying Naismith and Morales at all but sometimes you've got to step back reassess work hard and then when you get your opportunity to play win the trust of your teammates and win the trust of the manager to get your run of games and for me, against against Swansea yesterday, Naismith absolutely did that in the time he was on the pitch. I mean, I might be being a bit naive here, but how much can playing well in training propel you into the first-team squad? Because most most games I go to, I think, well, I could probably guess the team here. Yeah. And there's never really a surprise element well, of could, probably someone who's yeah, been brilliant I, in training in the week who's forced their way in. Definitely, and I could answer that, because that's some, some of the chats that we have with our players all the time is... I don't think you can necessarily change a manager's mind, Steve, in the week. In training? Yeah, in, from training to put you into a team that's either drawn or winning or on a decent run. But what you can do is you can play yourself out of the reckoning. So, you know, if he's ever thinking, if there's ever a semblance of a chance that he's going to change that team and you've had a little sulk or a mope or you've, you've well, he should be picking me, I can't believe not in the team, yeah. and you haven't trained well, you've definitely took yourself out of it so I say to our players and this will be the same for the likes of Naismith do everything you can physically possible humanly possible to win faith win trust win the respect of your manager your players the players the staff and everything else and if then come Saturday or Sunday whenever the game is you're still not picked you can look in the mirror and say it wasn't me if you've sulked or moped and he still doesn't pick you, then you've got cause to go, hmm, did he not pick me because he didn't want to change the team? Did he not pick me because I was sulking and moping? And then there's that question mark. So you do all you can, but I think most managers have this, this sort of insight of, well, you know what, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I won't change a winning team. I'm not, I'm not sure I subscribe to that. Because, again, Lowe, jump in and correct me if you, if you disagree. I think, as a manager, if I nick a 1-0 and it's a scratchy performance, and there's three players who are way under par, why shouldn't they be changed? Why shouldn't Why shouldn't I change the team? But it's just because the way the game is. You, you get these old cliches in football, and because it's traditional, and, and since the year dot, it's been the same. It, it, it tends to happen with a lot of managers. Now they go, well, you don't change your winning team, do you? And I go... Poppycock, have a little sit down and think who isn't pulling the weight. And if you can improve that from Saturday to Saturday, yeah. I think do we? Yeah, I think do we? I think nowadays I think players get 
two or three games rather than just one. Yeah. So if you had a bad game, you've got another one or maybe another two to get out of mm. your system. If you don't get out of your system, then yeah, you, you know, you, you're out the team for I game's sake, mm. what Sangi's saying. But I think like Zanay Smith, I think that's the right attitude to do. I've done it. I've moped about when I was younger, younger days, not playing. I should be playing. And next thing you know, you're sitting on the bench for the full 90 minutes. You're not even getting on. There's people getting on ahead of you. So you think to yourself, no, you do everything right. And as Sangi's yeah. just said, he says it to all his players. I say it to some of our young lads now, prepare right. If you don't want to do it for, for the club, if you don't want to do it for the team, make sure you do it for yourself because you never know who's watching. Spot and that's on. some of the things I've learned over the years. And Naismith will be the same because Naismith will be thinking, do you know what? If I can't prove myself here at Everton, I don't know how long he signed, but it was a two or three year deal, but he'd be thinking, well, do you know what? If I'm performing and I'm coming off the bench and I'm scoring goals, like I think he scored six, has he scored six goals now? I'm not sure. More than Yelovich has scored. Anyway, whatever he yeah. scored, I'll guarantee you now, there'll be another Premier League team that'll take him tomorrow. Because of his work rate, because of the qualities he does have, he might not have lots of qualities like some Premier League players, his goal-scoring attributes. He'd be thinking, do you know what? Well, it's not going to happen here at Everton. I'll make sure to work my way into another contract in the Premier League somewhere else. And that's the way you've got to think. Because there's only so much he can do. And, and actually, you're backing up what Sangi says. You can play your way out of, of course of the you team. Can. Uh, not, not about Trammy, but perhaps another club you've been at. Have you got a scenario where you've seen a player who's played themselves into the team who you thought... Goodness me, I've, I've never well, expected him to be in there, but he's done all right in training. I've been in clubs where you do 11 v 11s, and it happens up and down the country, and they change the players 15, 20 minutes into the 11 v 11. So you'll do 11, 11 v 11 for 40 minutes, I can say. Stop, start, this is. But even at Sammy, we've done it this season. Swap one midfielder for another. Let's have a look how it goes. And the manager's decision is based on, if I don't, if I, if 10 crosses come in the box for I can say and I don't get on the end of one of them but then he swaps me with I don't know with Cole Stockton and Cole Stockton then puts five goals in the net from 10, ten crosses well guess what the guy was going to think oh, he's ready more than low he is that's just for an example I'm saying that's happened mm. but that's what happens midfielders left backs right back it happens all the time the managers are always swapping players and they just go with what they feel they think, no, you know what, I'm going to go with him. He's, he's prepared, right, he's ready for it. He looks a bit sluggish. Or, and that happens all the time. So, yeah, I have seen players work themselves into the team, but I've also worked, seen players work themselves, not not hard, just out of the team, but out the squad and left that up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it happens, I'm telling you now. OK, Lucina Traore. What a, living the dream is the headline from Greg O'Keefe in today's uh, Echo. I bet uh, he's living the dream as well. I mean, how early was that to score a debut goal? That was fantastic for him, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and if it was... Uh... Stephen Pienaar or Leon Osman in the same position, they wouldn't have scored. Them long legs got on the end of that one, good though, didn't they? <laughs> uh, but you know, an uh, own goal. Does he look six foot eight to you? Doesn't know. Looks, looks massive. Maybe it's that Mohican that makes him six foot. I don't foot know eight. whether he is six foot, but I mean that's the story that he's six foot eight, tallest player to play in the Premier League. But you know, I go on. I, I sort of looked at him. I was I was analysing him, and I, I have to say, wasn't overly impressed with him. Again, it's first look, but you're looking for little things, Steve. You know, and, you, and this will be same with with the Evertonians. Uh, I, I'd be interested to hear what they think on Twitter. What what, what they thought the performance yeah. was like from Triori on Twitter um, at City Talk 1059. If you if anyone doesn't know Do it, you want to sit over here? Yeah, no, but <laughs> loves it, just, just reminding them, Steve. You know, leave, the, you know the score. <laughs> no, you can't leave, Steve. You can't leave just being sangy. Yeah, we don't. All about Liverpool. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No, um, but I'd, I'd be interested in their thoughts because I wasn't overly impressed. And you're looking for little bits, of, a little bit of something. He doesn't have to be 
unbelievable. I mean, you, you, you'll get the odd debut where somebody's just absolutely amazing, and it's it's a little bit it's a little bit false because then the, the, you know a true reflection is that they're an ordinary player, and then you get an ordinary performance. But the true reflection is that they actually you know they actually become a really good player on a debut. I look for little sparks and little things that they've got about them. Yeah. You know, are they really quick? Is the first touch great? Have they got a little bit of something different in the locker? You know, great awareness. What what it might be? And I just thought he was all right. I just yeah. thought all round he, he was all right. Um, so I'm looking for that little spark and I just didn't quite see it yet. But as I said, it's early days and, 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 and who knows. He'd he done his job, didn't he? He scored his goal on his debut, buzzing. And yeah, he is on top of the world because he's in the Premier League. And, and for me, he possibly could be a lucky, lucky man for playing in the Premier League. You could see a couple of little touches that he had, and, you know, nice little, for the big lads especially, if it was Pienaar or, you know, Naismith or Baines, you'd mm. expect them to have that little yeah. quality touches because of the, the height size. But... I think him, he's he's going to get a shock to the system him, if he carries on playing the way he played the other night. For one, he played against Swansea's reserves, back mm. four for me. Who really, one or two of them test him. I think yeah. it was the lad who went off for his hands. Thing. He, yeah, he, he sort of had to go right through. And he, he, he was quality until he went off. Ashley, Willem, Ashley Williams come on and give him a little bit of roughing up. But if he's to play in the Premier League, he needs to get real with it. Because he is going to, coming up against the likes of, I don't know, the Vincent Companies, the Mertesackers, and... John Terry's. John Terry's. David Luiz's. Ivanovic, who's the Olibus player in the Premier League for me. He has got to think, do you know what? I've got to toughen up a little bit here. And he is a big lad, so, you know, get your body in. All right, he might not be, you know, the muscular lad, but he's, he's tall, he's skinny, probably fragile. He needs to have a little reality check and think, do you know what? All right, I played up against Swans. He scored a goal, yeah, fair enough. And that's what he's paid to do. And that's what they brought him in to get goals. If he continues doing that, he'll be a legend there. Not sure that he may carry on scoring goals, but he needs to toughen up a little bit because he was just getting the ball took off. And for me, in too many easy scenarios mm. for the size of him. If I'm marking him, I'm thinking, I'm never getting the ball off him. He shouldn't really get the ball off him, regardless of how big he is. shouldn't get the ball off him. First thing I thought when I saw him was, can big men play football? And then I was thinking, I'd have buy Oren Croucher, all right. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I watched, I was down at Arsenal and watched Sonogo for Arsenal, who was probably a similar sort of size yeah. to Triore. And I, I honestly thought he was awful. He was, he was just—he was just a nuisance because he was yeah. so big. He was big getting wrapped up with agar all the time. But Trari to me probably looked a little bit more cultured than. Yeah, Sonoma. yeah, no, I give see, you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah without the shadow, without you can see he's got a little bit about him as football. And but excuse me, what I'm saying, Steve, on that side of it, he had it quite easy against Swansea, believe it or not. Yeah, and he won't—he won't have many games like no, that. No, he really. won't because look, it, it's like anything. Is this Sangi's probably mm. telling the boys now? Is his lads? Come up against the big lads. Make sure you leave one in on them because the big, the strong, and you might try and intimidate us a little bit because that's the way I was brought up. All the big lads, I do my little lad now get stuck into the big lads because yeah. you don't want them to be afraid. So the first time John Terry gets a chance for that, you say just using him as an example, he's going to go right through him and leave one in and leave a little. Is he going to fancy it? Well, guess what, mate? If you're at Everton now, the Everton fans and your teammates won't allow you not to have it, so you've got to toughen up and you've got to be a bit more about you and be a bit more strong, a bit more clever, when to back him, when mm. not to back him, when to release the ball. You're not going to have all these little diddy-daddy touches and just lay it off to your full-back or your, your wing or whatever it may be. You're going to get clattered, so he needs to toughen up a little bit, doesn't he? No, definitely. And the other thing as well, Steve, is Everton, the way they've come this season under Martinez, they're a force now. 
Now, they might not be a Champions League um, team this, just yet, but they're a force. So that so the, the levels, when we're talking um, sort of elevation of levels, Everton have elevated themselves into a, in, to being a, a top five or six side. Mm. So Traore, as much as he's got to do what Lowey said as well, but he's also got to bring that quality because that's what Martinez's team's been based on. Passing, some of their passing has been, has been superb this season. P&R for me. Yesterday was outstanding. His movements, his touch, his creativity. I thought he was fantastic. Back to something, uh, you know, the, the of, of the sort of the, the quality that I think PNR could bring. Thought he was great. So Traore's got to bring that real extra quality as well. And people tell me that he's not great in the air. I didn't really see him in the air yesterday at all. Yeah, well, and, and, and what I did see, people were over the back winning stuff. Yeah. So. He's got to really put a marker down, as, as Lowy said, for other centre-halves in the league to say, do you know what? He might not be the best in the air, given his size, but I'll tell you what, on the deck, that he's a big handful, so we've got to watch that. He's got to put a real stamp down and say, listen, I'm a player, so when you're up, coming up against me, I'm going to give you a bit of a tough time. So he's got to realise the standard that Evan are at now and bring something to the table. And I say, I said what I said out of frustration. I wanted to see somebody unbelievably good yesterday with a real spark. As I said, I'm just not quite sure I saw it, but it's, it's first look and, and let's see. OK, your thoughts on Twitter. Mick says, thought he was a luxury type of player. Wasn't over-impressed. Poorer version of Lukaku, I think. Uh, Mark says, I think you've got to take into consideration that it's his first competitive game yep. for five months. Uh, Liam, he started off well, looked busy, but tired quickly. Let's mm -hmm. not forget he hasn't played for five months. Yeah, that's yep. fair enough. Uh, Peter Dodge, you've got a new best friend now, you and Doddy. Oh, well, after, he's after, just had a mention in one of my tweets. After I had a little dig <laughs> yeah. at you, you two are besties. You're probably out somewhere What's later together. What's the Dodge together, to say now, Steve? Oh, cheers, Sangy, love you, show's great. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the one that switched <laughs> <laughs> in last week? <laughs> um, he tweeted me that fish, you know, the fish. <laughs> Carter says, uh, good start to the show, thank you. Uh, Mick was talking about Naismith, don't forget. He came to us on the back of a serious injury. Took him 18 months to get back the way he was. Uh, Tony Edge says, you need to get a blue on there, Sangy lad. It's, it's too red, honestly. Uh, and we'll just finish this part of the show. A, he's waiting for a bite, don't he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a nice email I got uh, midweek from Christian, who wanted to know why there was a technical glitch before every show. I, I couldn't answer that, but he, he went on to say, Thanks, Steve. Also, tell Lowy, I can't agree with his comments about Everton never replacing Franny Jeffers. <laughs> Jeffers scored 40 goals in his entire career, which spanned 16 years. Can't really call that <laughs> irreplaceable. We bought some quality Premiership strikers over the years. Unfortunately, Moyes turned Goodison into a striker's graveyard. What about the Yak pre-injury? He was mustard. We also oh. had Johnson and Beatty. It may have been more productive as Moyes, if Moyes had played to their strengths uh, and not just had them running the channels alone up front. Yelovich in his first nine months, it's a good list. Good show, by the way. No, yeah. Christian, I'm having you know that. It, it was like Big Dave Downey got on me back over it. I love it. I was basically saying a goal scorer type player like Franny yeah. Jeffers or Fox in the Box. Now, if you didn't listen to the whole of the show, which you probably didn't, that's what it meant. Well, here's one for I Christian, like right? Here's one for what? Christian. Dave Downey came in and said, we had England's number one striker at the time. And oh, I yeah. was like, who? who? Oh, well, well, don't tell anyone yet. If, if you know who Dave Downey thought was England's number one striker when was at Everton, send us a tweet. Tweeting? Tell, tell us who it was. Dave will be first on the tweet now. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Joe Max Moore, because he got rather upset when I mentioned his who name. Who was that other fella um, you mentioned? Um, it was it. Oh, Brett Angel? No, no the, it's not him, by the way. The other Canadian uh, didn't play that many games, but he, he, he was a decent enough striker. Oh, nah, the, he was crap. I played no, the American, when we, when we not Joe Max Moore, the no, other fella. Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, Brian McBride. Brian McBride. 
Another one, yeah. Small one, dark here. Quickie. Radzinski. Radzinski, yeah. He was Canadian. He was quick. End of this half, anyway, or end of this bit of the show, just to mention for Tom Stalker, top lad, and he put his eight-month injury help behind him, returned to the ring with a victory. He ripped a peck muscle. Last yeah. year, pectoral muscle. Yeah, see, Can you yeah. imagine oh, doing that? How would you do that? Been out of action since June, but he made his comeback in the Copper Box in London with a victory against Dan Cart. Well done, Tim. We're going to have well a done, short Tom. break. Uh, we'll talk about the Reds next. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Ah, welcome back to the show. 27 minutes past uh, 5 o'clock, just before we went to the break and before we uh, analyse what happened in that Arsenal-Liverpool game yesterday. But we did ask just before the break, can anyone tell us who the, the player was that Dave Downey told us was? What did he tell us, well, Sangi? Everyone's forgot who it was because it's been a long time. He said, he said that Everton had England's number one centre forward. And I said, in who? In the last 15 years. In the last 15 years. And he said, do we need to give the answer now? Go on. Andy, or Andrew... Johnson. Andrew Johnson. So um, So in the era of Shearers and Andy Coles and Sheringham's and, Sheringham's and Michael Owens and Dave Downey says <laughs> Andrew Johnson, as good as he was. But yeah. he wasn't in that class, I'm sorry. He went in for Annie Jefferson's class. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, you got that, Ray, you got that right. Uh, John, he says, I hope it wasn't Marcus Bent. Uh, and we can't go on with it. Brett Angel was Hothersall shout, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> let's um, let's move on to uh, to Liverpool, and and they lost out. I mean, it might have gone to a replay, but they lost lost out. They're out of the cup, down to an extremely dodgy. Um, non-penalty that, yeah. that was given. It was one penalty yeah. given six minutes later. Howard yeah. Webb refuses uh, to acknowledge something that was clearly a foul in well, the box. He, I mean, the, the frustrations. What? Why did he not give it, Louis? Well, we were talking about Suarez's reputation comes before him, Steve, and it is. It's a fact. That's why. And you only have to look at that decision. It, it's mm. it's diabolical. It's it's outrageous how he hasn't given it. But. Look, I'm not one to stew, to stew on something like that. You know, Liverpool first ten minutes should have had the game over with. And Daniel Sturridge, fair play to him, he's been brilliant all season. And I don't know whether this little record he was he had going was on the back of his mind or what have you. And you know them chances he had. And then who's to say you know Gerard scores the other penalty anyway to make it two two. So it's all ifs and buts. But mm. regardless of that, yeah, it could have been a draw. And we got back to Liverpool, and you know a lot of the Evertonians had said I said, but we didn't want Liverpool again at Anfield anyway. So you know to make a bit of a joke out of that side. Of it. But I think in general, Liverpool dominated most mo- most of the game again for me. The chances they had, all right, Arsenal had their fair, put the chance away, which obviously that's what it's it's down to at the end of the day. But for Howard Webb to, to be going the World Cup and to be making decisions like this is, is just wrong. It's just all about him. I don't know what it is. Even when Steele went, all right, you shouldn't touch the referees, but he's not, there's no malice in it. He hasn't gone to like push him over and he's, got, he's gone like this with his hand. And, and I was just the arrogance of say, who, who yeah. the hell are you? Who are you now, touching me? You know, it, to me, it's just... It's all about him, and as I've just said to you then, off air, if he gives a decision like that in any of them World Cups, he'd be lucky to be coming home on a plane him. Well, it's interesting, he, he did give a decision, didn't he? Do you remember when Alonso was uh, studded in the yeah, chest in the, World, in, Cup in the World, World Cup final? Yeah, I and, thought and, you had a shocking game, Steve, in the World Cup final. And he didn't do I anything about awful. that. Who, who was it who put his foot Dion, up into Dion, Dion, yeah. Dion, yeah. And, he, and that game completely got away from him. Got away from but him. you know that game? I thought he'd done okay, because it was a World Cup final, and I thought, you know what, fair play, he doesn't want to be sending anyone's off, he's had a good chat and because he could have easily sent two players off in that game for Wembley right and I thought you know what fair play you've let that happen and you've you, you've done the right thing and you know World Cup and whatever else but of late he's been one of the worst referees even the, you, you know look at the penalty on um, Suarez a few weeks ago at Chelsea 
Oh, from um, Etu. Etu, yeah. It was the same scenario. He's looked at Suarez and he's thought, you're not getting it. Whatever way, he doesn't know Suarez, right? And you should never judge a man until you know them. He probably thinks Suarez is this, that, and the other. Ah, he's horrible, he's this, he's that. Because of all the stuff that went with it. Mm. We were saying his reputation definitely gone before him. But that shouldn't matter on a football pitch. If he's refereeing that game, he wants that game to be about him and not, a, not about two good teams. I thought the first one was definitely a penalty, but I thought the second one was more of a penalty than the, the, the first one, even. I did, yeah, no, absolutely. I thought the second one was even more. So I mean, he's he's sort of. I think he's waved it off for, as a sort of a coming together. And and, and in in slight defence of Howard Webb, he gets one look at it. I I argue that fourth officials should be there to to make that. That's a key decision in a game. It's not who's throwing was it or even a corner. That's a penalty. Um, so whether we go to fourth officials or what, I don't know. But for me, that that that's what they should be doing. Howard Webb, it was like it, it seemed to be a coming together on first first look, but on a, on on second look. Uh, it, it's it's an absolute blatant penalty. The first one I've heard people say it was a bit soft. Well, do you know what? It, it, it was a bit soft. It was soft on the Arsenal players' part because Suarez has got got himself in front, slowed him his run down, and bought the foul. The, the kid didn't have to didn't have to swipe at him. Bought the foul. So yes, yeah, soft penalty from Arsenal's point of view. World class forward play from from Luis Suarez, in my opinion, for Liverpool. So first one wasn't a soft one for for to to give. It was a penalty. Second one, Stonewaller, and and things like that. I mean, you know, here's the thing. It, things like that we remember and we talk about, and we moan about. But I was watching him because he he gets on my nerves anyway. So I'm watching every decision. Podolski should have been booked. You know, Steven Gerrard should have been sent off. Yeah, so he's uh, and he's making these decisions all over the pitch, and nothing is ever consistent. Nothing's ever ever spot. You never ever get a decision without Webb. You go spot on. Yeah, I'm having that. Well, let's get it's on to that. Really, right there. The Gerard one's really interesting because that's the other side of the coin, isn't it? So people might say it, it balanced itself. He was on yeah. a yellow card, um, and and he was late with his challenge. Yeah. Should he have received a yellow? If that had been a first time, it would have been a yellow. yellow. It would have been yeah. a yellow, wouldn't it? it? Would have. So should he yeah. sh- should he have been off, or does the referee need to su- show? Any sense of leniency in that, in that occasion? I'm not t- just talking about Gerard. If it's another player from another team, uh, d- does there need to be a specific level of foul committed for a player? What, to, what to minute was it? that? What minute was that? It was late on. It, it, was, was, it, was, it was maybe about five minutes to go. Don't remember. think it was that late. I'm not sure. No. But but you know, it, but it's a foul, and it's so if f- you're looking at it as a foul, and you're saying yeah, it's a yellow card. It's, we're then, talking yeah. less of the low low here, yeah, aren't we? And, and then he, he should have been. Now, yeah. Gerard would have took that all day, got us back in the game 2-2 if he'd have given the penalty and then mm. took a sending off because you get a draw, he misses one game, fair enough. And he's, you know, he, he could possibly in a, be in the semi-finals of the, of the FA Cup. So you take that for the team if that's the case. But as you're saying about the inconsistency of them, it's, it's shocking. Mm. And of late, even, you know, it, up, and down, up and down the country, the games he's played, it refereed, they've been terrible and everyone's moaning about the referee. To me, I'd rather not even talk about the referee because you know what, he's probably sitting... Well, he'd probably been sitting in the car this morning or whatever it may be, reading the papers. Oh, yeah, it's about me again. Look at that, love. Look at this, look at that. Yeah. I knew I'd get in the papers today, only after me. And it's just all total nonsense. For me, the thing he done with that foul on Suarez for the penalty that he'd never give, he goes like that and just puts his hand in his face and you think, go on, point to the spot. And he just ticks his hand away like that as if he's saying no, yeah, no. You know what it, I mean? Yeah. And you think to yourself, why be... If you're not going to give it, just run away. Don't bother. Mm. Look and go on. Or someone's face, get it up, get up. What's all that in aims of? For the cameras, for the TV, for everything else, it's all about him, and he's not on board. 
Okay, well, I just I do want to go on about him for one minute. And you mentioned before the bit where Sterling, because he'd had a rush of blood to the head, put his hand on his on his chest, and the reaction was almost, "How dare you touch my touch my, I'm yeah, my top?" Exactly. <laughs> World Cup final referee. Well, are, are you exactly. told as players <laughs> do not under any circumstance stroke the referee's jersey? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> just you don't you don't touch. You, you can put your arm on him, and you can you know. Don't get me wrong. People have you know touched people's arms, but I've never seen I've never seen that type. But re- um, the way he was with it, the way he just went like that, was, brushed me off as if like, he's got a brand new a good suit ref would maybe put his hand around his shoulder, and say, "Look, look, son, yeah. you know you got a bit to learn the game. Just, just he doesn't want to do, do that. that. Though. He doesn't want to do that. Or he could just pull them and said, do 'Don't touch me. I'm not yeah. doing anything.' The cameras are everywhere. They're up and down the world. It's all over the world. And and he's giving one of them, and, and he's looking at him with them eyes. And you know, if anything, he should have booked him. Should have booked him, yeah. Yeah, well, should have okay. booked him, shouldn't he? Uh, yeah. Instead of doing all the silly gestures with his hands, just say, come here, boom, don't touch me again to that and walk away from him. Uh, Jay on Twitter says, find it strange how you defend Suarez. He's a disgrace, doesn't deserve uh, anything. I don't we're know just that. Make, don't we're know we're that just talking about the, the the point, not not the not the players past history. We're talking about the points no, no. from the game yesterday. So, you know what he's done. No one's condoning that. We're just talking simply about the points from I yesterday. Think he's, aren't a, we? he's atoned as well um, for those past misdemeanors. My left sock says, did uh, did the triple salco from Suarez have anything to do with the non-penalty decision? Uh, <laughs> it was a penalty. No arguments. Uh, he then goes on to say, if it is a he, sorry, I don't know. It's, a, it's from a sock there, uh, Danny. <laughs> sh- surely he got the first pen correct. Sangi, you've just said he gets nothing correct. <laughs> Everyone's looking for holes in you two now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the spelling mistakes they do as well on Twitter. Yeah, like, oh. L- Lewis, is it just me who thinks Monreal should have been sent off for a studs-up tackle on Allen? And um, mm-hmm. uh, Mick says uh, Webb loves to be the centre of attention, but Sterling and Gerrard should have been uh, sent off. Look, the, the, the game itself it was a fantastic occasion. It actually sort of reinvigorated the love of the FA Cup a bit. Yeah. Uh, I well, think. that's the thing. You know, that's that's the thing for me. That's a great point you're making. You look at Swansea and what they did with their setup. Everton, fantastic. Liverpool and Arsenal both went for it. So you know, there are teams there that are embracing it, and there are teams that are just still treating it as a little bit of a shambles. And it's and it is a bit of a joke that you know every manager should be allowed to choose the team that he he sees. Fit, I, you know. Again, I understand that, but in terms of the credibility of the competition, you just got to look at Everton's team, Liverpool and Arsenal side, and, and the Liverpool and Arsenal game was a, for me was a humdinger. So, you know, that maybe the, the you know the, the powers that be say, you know what, if we can encourage more teams to get involved and play their stronger side, it's gonna it's gonna add weight to the competition and reinvigorate. I think it's as I said, it's a great point you make. I just wish that more teams would take that on because we'd, we'd have loved to have seen a humdinger at Goodison and then a great game at at, at, at the. It's, you know, we would have loved that, but sadly for, for the FA Cup, it didn't happen with Swansea's Pe- side. People questioned before the game, did Liverpool want to marry a cup run with a league run? Judging by the looks on the Liverpool players' faces at the end of that 90 minutes, they, they flipping well did. They were absolutely yeah. devastated. They're a, game away, they're a game away from Wembley, you know, before... You know, but they're, they're the a game away from, from playing Everton at Anfield, aren't they? Which is, a, yeah. again, it's a monster yeah. game, that. Well, monster that, that, game. That, that's the thing, sorry. Yeah, a game away from one more game at home and then a game away from, from, from Wembley exactly. and then going into the final. Yeah. You know, the Cup's there to be won. And who's to say that if Liverpool, for like, sake, finish fifth and they beat, I don't know, whoever it may be or, you know, whatever, and they end up getting in into the Champions League spot through that. I don't know where that still goes now, whether you finish fifth and whoever's... Won the league or whatever it may be, but 
I think it was just that, you know, the cup's there to be won. I don't see no reason why the big clubs, as you were saying, then don't go on to try and win it. I bet you Man United think they, were still, they wish they were still in it now. Bet you they do. OK, let's go through the draw and see who we think is uh, is going to come out trumps. Manchester City against Wigan. Oh, there's only one winner. OK, there, Manchester City. Could strong. be a brilliant Sheffield uh, oh, yeah. derby there, isn't it? Sheffield United versus Sheffield Wednesday or Charlton. You know all about yeah. that. I tell you what, in that city, that's huge, isn't it? Do you know what? I was speaking to young Jose before on the phone. I was saying, obviously, well, well done to him and whatnot. But, you know, at a League One team, could be in the semi-finals of the, of the bloody FA Cup at Wembley, you know what I mean? What all right, that's the wrong end of the table, but... You know, what an incentive to get to Wembley in a semi-final and you could be facing someone like City or Arsenal or whatever it may be. In a way, though, Lowe, it could help their help, league well, form. That's the because thing, everyone you come wants away to from Wembley. You come away Don't from they? Wembley and you think to yourself, do you know what? And the manager says, right, look, you've had your nice day out at Wembley. And who's to say they don't get someone, I don't know, whether Man City put a good team out or I don't know, we can get through and you think, well, they beat one championship team, why can't they go and beat a, another one? You just never ever Hopefully know. Look at don't. Millwall, Millwall, remember Millwall Portsmouth mm, yeah. final, that was it. That was one but of the what a derby, that'll be, that'll be a, a tremendous game, that. It's a shame it's not at Hillsborough because I think Hillsborough holds a lot more than, than Bramall Lane and it'll be a a jam-packed arena, I tell you. Uh, Brighton or Hull against uh, Sunderland. So Gus Poyer could face his former team in Brighton. That's another good story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's doing uh, well in the cup, Arsenal yeah. Everton. Who's, who's going to win between Arsenal and, and Everton? I, I think it was a little bit under strength from Arsenal yesterday. Sonogo was a no-go, um, and there, there, were, <laughs> there was a few others that you, I heard your you, commentary. You, 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 you put it right. You said he was just a handful. He was just he? a nuisance oh, rather than just, a good player. He was just a new. But do you, you know, know that sticky stuff that yeah, you can't get off your body when you, you know go out what? for a walk. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, Steve, right? You know, and here's uh, any parents listening who've got aspiring young footballers at academies, you know, around this around this region. You look at someone like Sonogo and you go, if my kid can't be more talented than him, I'll show me backside. You know, because what what was his ability? What did he have ability-wise or mm. technique-wise that you think, oh, an Arsenal player? He was just a handful. He's, he's actually nicknamed the Postman. And do you know why? It's not because he delivers. It's because when he played for Auxerre, he gave up football to become a postman. Get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of reignited so his, Matt, his association with the game. There you go, then. So uh, imagine him turning up with your letters. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ginormous, isn't he? Um, so we reckon... Sorry, did you give an answer then? Are no, Arsenal going to win? Well, I, do you know what? Everton? With all these games coming up, when is that game? It mixes in with the Champions League, doesn't it? Well, that was the weekend that Liverpool should have been playing Sunderland. So that's... Is that three weeks? And well, Liverpool's anyway, game will it, be off anyway, because yeah. Sunderland is still in the competition. Yeah, it's to be played 8th and 9th of March, in it's so. Yeah, so yeah. If, it's, if it's Champions League, wait, Everton have got nothing to go for, apart from fourth, to try and get in the top four. For me, if Arsenal play an understrength team like that, and Arsenal are full pelt, and they have um, Lukaku back, and they have... You know, a few of the players fine on all cylinders. I fancy Everton, to be perfectly honest with you, with the team that... Because Arsenal, you've you seen them after that game, Steve. They weren't off the pitches if they just won the cup because they were that mm. overwhelmed with the win. So, I, I'd fancy Everton there. I'd fancy them to get a draw and take them back to Goodison and, and possibly win. I can see... I can generally see Everton getting to the final of the FA Cup. And it, it kills me in a way to, to say it, but I, I can generally see them getting... Well, you there. remember Everton's performance there at the Emirates earlier in the season? They, 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 you know, the... I think they scored, was it Dale Lefeu? Somebody who scored yeah, late Dale on? Dale Lefeu. And, and won the game? Yeah. Did he win the game? No, yeah. Was it, was it a draw? Was it? No, it was a, no it was a draw. Was it a draw? He's equalised late on. So, which, again, Twitter, come on, sort me out. <laughs> but 
my point is, I remember on the night the, the Everton performance was fantastic. So when you're looking at when you're looking at sort of, you, you, you sometimes have a bogey ground, don't you? And, you? and you look at team and you go, oh, you know, they're really strong. And you you go into a game, you know, naturally sometimes with a little bit of trepidation. I don't think Everton have got anything to fear by fear going no to the way. Emirates in that game, because Ever, uh, Everton are on the up and up. Form hasn't been brilliant of late, but but they're on the up and up. Arsenal for me are on a little bit of a downward turn. Their form over the last sort of three four weeks hasn't been great. Evan have got a, a memory of of the the one one that uh, that they had in. Um earlier in the season and an unbelievably good performance so what a stage to go again it's all about putting markers down Stephen if you're if you're an Everton player and if you're Roberto Martinez and his staff you want to go and uh, go to there and put down another marker okay. on how good you are and how far you've come so I think Everton relish that, that, that trip I really do I also think in the next few weeks I'll will decide what Everton are going to do because if they're not performing in the league and they, they drop a few points and Liverpool and Tottenham are, are pushing on a bit what an incentive for Martinez to say to his players, right, well, look, the league fourth might be just a bit out of our reach for now, but mm. you're two games away from a final. Now get yourself to the final and go and win a cup. That, to me, would be, you know, if that was me as a Liverpool a Liverpool fan and that was Liverpool, the tables would turn, then I'd be more than happy with that, let me tell you. Sangi and Louis uh, on every Monday from five o'clock and at six o'clock, all in the game, Dave Downey and Neil Atkinson. Uh, Dave's been responding to your, your callous lies, which I think he's, uh, he's called them. Please ignore the <laughs> heinous lies which are being talked about on City Talk 105.9 at the moment. Oh uh, we've still got another God. 15 minutes before these lads get on there. Um, we do love a bit of cross-show banter, so uh, 5.44, it's extra time extra time on city talk 105.9 5:49. all in the game is up after us uh lower you're going to be uh, heading down to crawley with Tramir yep. uh, tomorrow night um, we sure are. Crawley, are they? Uh, they're somewhere around you. Well, they've got about four games point, in hand, haven't I think, they? I think they're a point ahead of us, but they've got like six games in hand. Six games. So obviously the game, I don't know how much whether it's in doubt or not. Apparently it's playable. It's like a what a, the pitch a beach. Is, right. It's got loads of sand on because obviously they've been you know waterlogged down there and the pitches. Well, it shows they've had six games called off, so they don't really want another one tomorrow. That'd be seven. We'd be well, seven. How late games. do you leave it? Well, surely we, they would know we, by we've now. just got to prepare. No, they don't. We've just got to prepare, right? And, you know, there was teams that drove up there. Carlisle went there. down there Saturday and... and, and got called off at, like, half one or something. Yeah, drove back to Saturday. They were already there. <laughs> so, we're going by train tomorrow afternoon and we're, you know, we're going straight to London and we'll get picked up from a coach and we'll, we'll head up there and get the hotel and that, chill out some pre-match and then hopefully, you know, we want the game on because we've just come off the back of a, a, a great point away at Bristol City and a good team performance as well. Yeah, completely. You better take the right studs, haven't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure playing if it's well, a bog or something. To be fair, I, I I disagree with them putting sand on it. For one, it's it's quite dangerous because you know it's just like it, it gives way under you. So you, you know, for people yeah. who've got you know lots of players wear ankle strappings now and yeah. you know stuff like that. You've got I'm not saying a dodgy ankle, but if you you're not used to you know even the way it's being wet now with soil, it's still a bit dangerous. That's why some games are being called up. But to have plenty of sand on. Is like for me, it's 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 outrageous, and you can get hurt. You know, not only that, and you know, just grazers, cuts, germs. You know, just the mm -hmm. stuff they put down on it nowadays. It's it's all different things, but. You know, we've just got to go there, we've got to prepare right, and we have done, and we'll go there, and hopefully, as I said, you try and, try and take some points. <laughs> yeah, different position for you as well, but um, maybe a headline out of the game, sorry, different position in the, in the game at the weekend, but the headline's stolen by Jason Kumas. Oh, long time finish. since he's scored a goal for well, Tramir. I've been on his case a little bit today, he's, 
she'd been on every free kick and I've been saying to him, Jay, she's coming off them soon, mate. You haven't scored one. And he's like, no, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> Although it weren't a free kick, but what a finish. You knew as soon as it left his foot that, you know, Geno just set it to him nicely. He's come on to it. And it was a, it was a typical Jason Kumas goal. It's just right in the top stanchion, just right in. And we probably could have nicked it. You know, I had a great chance at 1-1, back post and... Probably should have scored, just bounced up in front of me, but they're the ones you think, you, you know, you're a bit, bit gutted. And then I had another great chance five minutes before the end, just whistled past the fire post. But we had chances, Cass caused Havoc up there on his own and, you know, different type of formation we played. And we looked really solid and, and, and looked composed. And when we went up there, we looked dangerous as well. And, we, you know, we had Bristol City on the ropes a few times as well, although they, their goals they scored, we could argue that, you know, Silly, silly goals, really. You think if you can cut them out, you, you go away 2 0 winners and you're three points away. But you know, we'll take all the good positives out of that and take it into tomorrow night against Crawley. Okay, good luck to you. A massive week. Um, come tomorrow, everyone's going to be talking Champions League. And wouldn't it be fantastic to have Merseyside representative next season in this oh, competition? Yeah. It makes mm. you dream back to those those nights, which weren't that long ago, with, with Rafa and Torres and Mascherano and Gerard and everyone else that had involved. So the games that are being played this week, Manchester City against Barcelona. Now, that's not bad, is it? Arsenal against Bayern Munich. Bayer Leverkusen against Paris Saint-Germain. Milan face Atletico Madrid. Olympia Arcos against Manchester United. They've fallen lucky there, haven't they? Yeah, uh, Galatasaray play Chelsea. They've not done so bad from that draw. Zenit against Dortmund. And Schalke against Real Madrid. You've got a real selection of the very best left, haven't you? Oh, it's phen- you know, it is phenomenal. And when you, you know, when you see now nowadays in the Champions League, you're getting the real technical aspect, Steve. You know, any young kids out there watching that, you've got to just marvel at some of the ability on show in some of them games. I and mean, that's what you know. We were talking to um, to a guy at the youth game on Saturday at, at Finch Farm. We were talking about people who you pay to see. You know, the uh, and we. I was saying to him, you know, I have a, I have a saying with with people that loads of important stuff happen, happens on a pitch. Without the ball and with the ball, you know, you know, but what you pay to see, what you what you go home and talk about, you don't talk about the, the acreage somebody covers or or a, a great bit of tactical play or, or a, a great header. You talk about flair, you talk about a great goal, a great run, an unbelievable touch, a volley, and and in them Champions League games now with the quality of the pitches, it's just it's conditions are right for just world class talent. So it is, it's absolutely. I mean, I watch it all. I mean, I, I'm one of them. I don't know about you, Lloyd, but I'll flick between the yeah. eight games and I'll be buzzing backwards and forwards and I'll be trying to you know sort of catch all the goals. So I just absolutely love it. I think they're just great nights and if, if Merseyside teams can be involved going forward then that's that's the dream scenario isn't it? Any, any of those stand out for you Lowey? You, you look at those lineups and think Well, ba- Barca, Barca City isn't it? It's tomorrow isn't it? City game. could win that. They really easy, could. I mean, easy, if they're yeah. on top well, of I was game. just thinking then what, you know, the, the um you know, what are they, what are they going to do with Messi? There's not much you can do apart from man-marking, but then if you man-mark him you've got other quality players in the round and that's free up space and whatnot but I like Pellegrini. I think he's got he's got a great attitude about him. He's got a great. All right, he's a lot older than most managers in the in the yeah, league. Yeah, so he's calm and he's, he's calm, got like that collective. Calm and, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I like it. And and I think honestly, I generally believe he'll have something up his sleeve. Where Mourinho always has something up his sleeve, but he'll tell you and he'll give you the ink. You know, he'll give you the clue whether he's got something up his sleeve or what he's going to do and yeah. how he's going to do it. This Pellegrini fella, I think he's a bit of a. I think I, I like him. I think well, he's top draw. And I reckon he has got something up his sleeve tomorrow night. And I think if he can nick a goal 
all right, maybe sit back and let them have all the flair play at the back because that's what Barca will do. They'll try and work their way up. But the minute it gets into their 18-yard boxes, you know, and the pressing and the smashing, the Messies and, you know, the, the, the um, Neymars of this world and the Xavi's and not letting them get anywhere near, then I think there could be a little bit of an upset there. No, definitely. I think it's an interesting And people have probably looked at it and think, oh, no, he's so poor. No, no, listen. I, I, you know I, what? I generally I'm, believe I'm on Barca the same might be different. I'm on absolutely the same page. Because the other thing that Pellegrini brings now is he brings a knowledge of Spanish football. Yeah. And he, he'll bring an, a, a depth of knowledge on Barcelona Definitely. and their personnel. So now he's coming with a juggernaut that's Manchester City and not the teams he's managed in the past there. He's he's going to be sitting there thinking, you know what, this is my best ever yeah. chance to do yeah. them. I know all about them. They don't really know all about us, but I know all about them. So I think you're right, Lowe. I yeah. think he's got a great chance to win that over two legs. I really do. He hasn't made many headlines with stuff he said this season, but today mm. he said one thing that did make me chuckle. This is Manuel Pellegrini. He said, uh, if we consider this season... There's just one club in Manchester, and it is ours. <laughs> he's right, Dominic. He's yeah, had he's a loving real, the, yeah, he's, he's had loving a big that. go there, hasn't he? But he's, he's not waded into any other row this season. No. But all of a sudden, he's come out and he said, "No, we're, we're, we're the big dogs." Just off that, his fans will be buzzing with him there. And on the other side, that you were saying then about Man United, have had a touch with Olympiacos. Then I think Olympiacos would be thriving on getting them. The way they're being yeah, playing. that's true. Olympiacos would be thinking now. Do you know what? If we've got any chance of beating Manchester United, then now's the time. Well, you you think that game? That, that certainly the home crowd, Olympiacos, they're just yeah. absolute manic football fans. Exactly. You know, fearsome crowd, Olympiacos. Mm. So you just never ever know with United with the the, the sort of the, the fragility they've shown in terms of their performances this year. They could go there if Olympiacos start roaring yeah. and that crowd's in you know just a, a, the highest volume possible. Man United might crumble under that. You just never know, dear. So again, mm. I think for the for the, the sort of the, the Merseyside fans I think that'll be that would be a good one to watch as well just to see Man United see if they, see, see if <laughs> the they come have a big wobble Evertonians uh, love it don't you <laughs> uh, Chaps has been brilliant as always uh, that's just absolutely flown by thanks for your company out there uh, stay tuned City Talk 105.9 All in the Game is up next enjoy the Champions League football this week and we're back next Monday